Welcome back to the Morning Moxie show. My name is Alicia Sharp and I'm your host and today on the show and actually tomorrow as well, we have John Maxwell and he's talking to us about the wilderness experience and basically how this past year has been a wilderness for our country and for all who have been affected by the coronavirus and how Jesus has handled the wilderness and how we can learn how to handle these situations based on the way he did. It's a great message. Here's part one. I, I've, started, I've started labeling 2020 as, as the wilderness year. And when I think of wilderness, I think of uh, uncharted territory. I, I think of the possibility of getting lost. I think of a lot of uncertainty. I think of the fact that we've never probably been this way before. Uh, some wondering. And uh, I, I just think that that's kind of where we are and, and it's kind of what we're going through right now. But today I want to uh, talk to you about our, our model, our example of how to handle a wilderness experience and, and that's Jesus. Um, we, are, we are encouraged in Hebrews, as you know Hebrews chapter 11 is the faith chapter, chapter 12, the Hebrew writer begins to uh, talk to us about the race that we run and in doing and running that race he, he talks about the fact that the people um, that have gone on before us are in the stands cheering us on as we run the race, but he also talks about the fact that while we're running that race, we, we watch Jesus. So I want to just start with that passage only because it just sets, I think, in our mind today that our model that we follow is Jesus. And, and that if we just follow him, if we just do it, like he did it, then we're going to have a, a wilderness experience that's going to have a, a tremendous positive outcome in our life. So I'm just picking up in Hebrews chapter 12. And uh, the Hebrew writer, as he's talking about these pioneers who have blazed the way, all these veterans that, are, again, are in the stands cheering us on, he, he asked us the question, he said, do you know what this means? Well, it means we'd better get on with it in running this race. Strip down, start running, never quit. No extra spiritual fat, no parasite sins. And then comes the phrase, keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus who began and finished the race that you and I are in. In other words, he's already successfully, not only run the race, but he's already successfully gone through the wilderness experience. And then the Hebrew writer says these words, study how he did it. In other words, how did Jesus run the race? How did Jesus handle the wilderness experience? Because he never lost sight of where he was headed, that exhilarating finish in and with God. And he could put up with anything along the way, cross, shame, whatever. In our translation, COVID-19. And he said, when... When you find yourselves flagging in your faith, 
when you get a little tired of this experience and, and, and what we're going through right now, he said, when you find yourself flagging in this faith, he said, go over that story again and again, item by item, that long up litany of hostility that Jesus plowed through. And what the Hebrew writer says is, if we study Jesus, if we watch how he did it, it will shoot literally adrenaline into your souls. And that's what I hope to do in this teaching today. I hope to, that, that we, as we begin to really understand how Jesus handled the wilderness experience, that it will give us a sense of adrenaline and, and just maybe a little bit more boost and strength as we're going through what we're going through. So now let's go to Jesus. That's going to be in Luke chapter four and his wilderness experience. And there are three things that I want to give you, very simple things, that Jesus experienced going into the wilderness that that we do when we go into our wilderness, when when we go into 2020, when we go into COVID-19. And here are the three things. Number one, you will be tested. I will be tested. The wilderness experience means that it's testing time. Number two, the testing is good for you. It's good for me. It's good for us. In fact, as I pick up in Luke chapter four, beginning with verse one, now Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan. Now let me stop here for a moment. He had just been baptized in the Jordan. In fact, he had just finished a spiritual high. I'll come back to that. And now he's left the Jordan and he was led by the Spirit into the wild. In other words, God is bringing him into a wilderness experience. And for 40 wilderness days and nights, he was tested by the devil. Recently, this thought came to my mind and I wanna give it to you and I just want you to feast on it during this teaching today. And it's a very simple thought. Here it is. A faith that cannot be tested or a faith that is not tested cannot be trusted. In other words, for our faith to be vital, for our faith to to work in our lives, it has to be tested. It it just can't be cerebral. It can't be just the statement, well, I believe God can help me or I believe God can take me. No, no. We have to have a tested faith to be able to trust it. And what's interesting is God's own son, Jesus, is taken now into the wilderness. He's going to be tested and tempted by Satan. And he's going to have his faith tested. The best way I can express that thought that I just gave you was at 51, I had a heart attack. And and for just a couple of hours in the hospital, they couldn't stop the the heart attack. And and it, it became quite serious. And there was a pretty good possibility that I might die. In fact, I remember talking, there were four doctors in my room and I remember talking to the kind of the lead doctor and I asked him, I said, am I going to die? And he said, well, he said, if we can't stop the heart attack, yes. And, um, and I can remember thinking while I was in that situation of, of Christians who talked about dying grace, the grace to, or peace to, to die, that the, the, the fact that when you cross over from one world to another world, that your faith um, your faith will really give you peace. And I, I, re- I can remember thinking, I-, I wonder if I have that. I mean, I, I, re- I mean, do I have dying grace? Well, that day I discovered something. I, I had dying grace. 
I had peace. I had peace during that whole situation, although I was uncomfortable physically. Spiritually, I was at as much peace as I am right now talking to you. Now, why do I teach you this? Is because, again, a faith that hasn't been tested can't be trusted. And I can tell you now, when I look at death, in fact, my father passed away a couple months ago. When I look at death of someone else's or my own death, I can honestly tell you there is no fear at all in it. I have already been, I've already had that part of my faith tested. And when Jesus went into the wilderness, isn't it interesting? If God's son's faith needed to be tested, your faith and my faith need to be tested. And when Jesus went into the wilderness, he was tested in three areas. First of all, he was tested in his humanity. We find that in verses two through four. For while Jesus was in the wilderness, he ate nothing during those days, 40 days. And when the time was up, he was hungry. Of course he was hungry. Humanly, he was starved. And the devil playing on his hunger, gave him the first test. And the first test was basically said, since you're God's son, command the stone to turn into a loaf of bread. And then Jesus said, you know, it it takes more than bread to really live. And what I want you to see here is Jesus was tempted in his humanity. And and when I think of our humanity, I I think of of who we are, but I think of, of, of my weaknesses. I have weaknesses, you have weaknesses. I have areas in my life that I'm not strong. There's, there's a humanness, a, a, a whole area of my life where, where the, I, I could be attacked. I, 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 could be, I need to be tested. And, and so Jesus, he, he was tested in his humanity. Think of that, the son of God tested in his humanity. If the son of God's gonna be tested there, you and I will be, that's for sure. And, and basically Jesus, his answer was to, to Satan, I, I, I live bigger than my hurts, I, I live bigger than my weaknesses, okay? He, he was tested secondly in his loyalty. That's in verses five through eight. For the second test, Satan led him up and then he spread out all the kingdoms of the earth on display at once and then the devil said, they're yours in all of their splendor to serve your pleasure. I'm in charge of them all and can turn them over to whomever I wish. Worship me and they're yours. The whole works. Now Jesus refused. Again, backing his refusal with a passage out of Deuteronomy, worship the Lord your God and only the Lord your God, serve him with absolute single-heartedness. Being tested in in, in loyalty, it it reminds me of the verse in in Psalm 27, one, the Lord is my light, you know it well, and my salvation, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life, who shall I be afraid? And I just want to say this, that during this testing time, you, you don't run from your problem, you run to the source. And I think too many times we're, we're, um, we're focused on how do I get rid of the problem instead of how do I get to the source? And our source, of course, is, is, is God. And, and you can see a beautiful example in this wilderness tempting of, of Jesus, how he constantly ran to the source. He ran to the source. And thirdly, Jesus was attempted in his identity. That's in verses nine through 12. The third test, the devil took him to Jerusalem and put him on top of the temple and he said, now now notice this is an interesting phrase, if you are God's son, 
You know, in the first temptation, he said, since you're God's son. But the more that the testing goes, the more that the questions rise. Boy, I wish I had five minutes to talk about that. But if you are God's son, jump. Because it's written, isn't it? That he has placed you in the care of angels to protect you and they will catch you. You won't so much as stub your toe on a stone. Yes, said Jesus, and it's also written, don't you dare tempt the Lord your God. But his identity was being tested. If you are God's son. Well, if you are a Christian, would these things be happening to you? If. Now, now see, Jesus knew who he was, but he also knew whose he was. Let's go back to that spiritual high I talked about a moment ago. That spiritual high was at the Jordan when he was baptized. And the reason it was a spiritual high is because Jesus heard the voice of his father audibly. In fact, so did the other people. There are only two times that God audibly spoke to other people about Jesus at baptism and at the Mount of Transfiguration. And what God said audibly about Jesus, you talk about identity, here's what, here's what God the Father said about his son. This is my son, chosen and marked by my love, and he's the delight of my life. Basically, God the Father said three things about Jesus. You talk about giving your child identity. In fact, the, the, the things that, that Jesus heard from his father, every child ought to hear from their parents. This is my son. What, what, what Jesus is saying when he hears the father say that is, I belong. Chosen and marked by my loved. I not only belong, I'm loved. And to the delight of my life, oh my gosh, I not only belong and am loved, I'm special. I find it very interesting that Jesus would go through the spiritual high of identity by hearing the voice of his father and then go to the wilderness and have his identity questioned and attacked by the evil one. Well, that was John Maxwell, and you can find that clip on YouTube if you search under Watching Jesus and His Wilderness Experience, John Maxwell. You can also go to John's website and find out more information at him about him Excuse me at johnmaxwell.com. I hope you have an amazing day and that you will join us again tomorrow for another wonderful episode and some more encouragement for your day. Have a great day. God bless. 